Yeah. Hey, how you doing, everybody? It's your boy GDN Canna checking in live with you from the Grow Room, right here live. How's everybody doing? Well, tonight's a big night. It's our first show. It's our first show here in the Grow Room, and today we're gonna do the top three songs of the night. And we're going to give everybody your first steps to growing. I know everybody's excited, right? The first steps to growing. I've, I've wanted to grow for a long time. I just want to learn how to do it. I want to learn how to do it right. Amen. I know that's right. And people like you are the reason the cannabis industry is moving in the direction it's moving. Because we're always looking for people who are innovative. People who are trying to come up with the next big thing, the next new technique, the next new strain, the next new scientific product. In the cannabis market, that's going to make a difference. Now, that word right there, difference, that's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful word. Okay? Now, we're going to start this episode off the right kind of way. I've got a big-ass blunt of white cherry gelato grown by yours truly, myself. I'm going to light it up, and we're going to start the smoking session here in the grow room. And we're going to get right to it, okay? Wait for the lighter. Yes. <coughs> That's how you know it's good. Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, this is GDN Cam signing in with my big-ass blunt of white cherry gelato. All right, guys, the top three songs for the night and the first steps to growing. Now, the question is, what do I need to grow cannabis? I get that a lot. And people often look at me crazy because I only give them back a one-word answer. There's only one thing that you have to have to be able to grow good quality cannabis, whether it's at home or commercially, because I do both. And do you know what that is? A plan. You got to have a plan. Okay, without a plan, it's only a thought. So you can have this great idea of what you want your grow room to look like. And guess what, guys? Until you develop the plan to get it there, it's not there. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. Plan? Bro, that's why the, that's why the hell I'm listening to you. How do I make a plan? I don't, even know, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. How the hell do I make a plan? Well, the first thing you do is you shut the fuck up and you listen. Okay, you shut up and you listen. I'm going to give you the game, but that's the biggest thing when it comes to everything I'm going to teach you. Don't talk. Just listen. Don't try to argue. Just listen. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. I grow work commercially for my job or grow work. I guess you caught that. I grow commercially for my job. I grow cannabis. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of plants at a time. In my spare time, do you know what I do? Grow cannabis. Dozens and dozens of plants at a time. All right? So shut up and listen. I'm going to give you the game. I'm going to give you the game, all right? Now, the first thing you got to do in your plan, because you want to be a good cultivator, and a good cultivator is a mindful cultivator, okay? The first thing you got to do on your plan is you got to sit back and you got to really make some decisions here. You got to figure out the size and strength of your grow room, all right? Do you want a Hercules? Are you looking for something monstrous? Are you just want, you want a little something, something. I want to do a little something, something at the house. 
You really got to determine the size and strength of what you're trying to do. You want three plants or do you want 300? There's a major difference in the plans between the two. Okay, that's why I say. Now, no matter what your size and strength is, the first game that you are playing and determining the size of your grow is not a plant count game. A lot of people make that mistake. We're not playing a, a plant count game. We're not playing that game. We don't need to play that game. We're smarter than that, okay? So, square feet. How many square feet do you want to use to grow in? That's going to determine how many plants you're going to have. Because one thing that I've learned since I started growing cannabis, and I do this for a living, and I've been doing this successfully for a few years now. And I say a few, I mean uh, several. One thing that I have learned is you're not playing a plant count game. You're not playing a plant count game. I can do the same. Th I, can, I can take 30 plants and put them in the same amount of space that I was going to put 60 and get the same amount of yield. You know what yield is? That's how much you pull off of each plant. You're playing a square footage game. Let's say you've got my flower room. My flower room is 36 square feet. I run a perpetual three plants in my flower room. What that means is I'm never flowering more than three plants at a time. And they're always older than each other. What that means is I'm always harvesting one here, a couple weeks later, harvesting another one. And each time I harvest, I'm replacing it with another one and putting it in flower. Well, that allows me to, to harvest several times uh, a month is what I do. I usually harvest about twice a month. There's usually a two-week layover after my last harvest in the perpetual. There's three plants. I'll do one. Two weeks later, harvest another one. Two weeks later, harvest another one. And then there's a two-week layover. And usually by then, the one that I put in when I harvested the first plant is coming back around time to harvest again. Okay? Mm. But that's just me. My veg room is probably like two and a half feet long or wide, excuse me, by about like five feet long. And I successfully veg uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 plants in there. I know what you're thinking. You're like, what the fuck? Why do you have three in the, in the, in the bigger one and then, and then that many in the smaller one? Because this is a veg room. You get most of your size in your flower part of your life cycle. So I have three plants that take up a 36 square foot area. Whereas these, you know, plants I have in here take up a smaller area because they're still vegging out. And of course, they obviously get pulled and clones get taken off. Clones go in the propagation tray, things like that. Anyways, but you're playing a square foot game, okay? Now, once you've determined the square foot of your room, let's say yeah, I want to use a 9 by 10 area. Okay, bet. 9 by 10 area. Do the math there. It's 90 square foot is what we're trying to work with. Mm. So now... With, with your square foot, you're going to determine what kind of lights you're going to use. If you have a smaller grow, you're probably going to go LED lights or cob lights or something simple like that. If you have even a larger grow, you can go that way. The spectrums on these things now is phenomenal. The way they're doing these things now is phenomenal. I use nothing but LED in the commercial grow at work and nothing but LED in my own personal grow. There's another side grow that I work at for a friend of mine who's taught me a lot about organics. And he uses... Um, the high-pressure sodium lights. Okay. So, you know, just depending on, depending on what you like and what you're trying to do is, is going to depend on your equipment. 
Now, if you were looking for, keep in mind, the way I was taught to grow cannabis is you want to maximize and get the most amount of cannabis possible for the least amount of money on investment, right? We don't want this to cost us a arm and a fucking leg. That's why we grow it. We don't have to go out and buy this shit. Shit, you go to the, you go to the dispensary nowadays, it's $35 plus your state taxes and all this other crazy shit. So we're not trying to do all that. Like, what do we look like? We ain't on that shit. Grow it for cheaper, right? That's the way to do it. All right, so. Mm. Now we get the lights. You figure out what kind of lights you want. And all lights are going to have what's called a footprint. All right, a footprint. That footprint is going to let you know your square foot. Okay, this light will flower out a three by three area a two by two area yada 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 and that's telling you the footprint for your light what your light will successfully work at how many square feet okay <clears throat> and that's going to give you guys a general idea of what you're trying to do with your lights now you're going to need fans and keep in mind your light spectrums guys let me get back into lights i know i was i was kind of venturing away for a second let's get back into lights you know the, the difference in lights going to be your spectrums Cannabis plants like different light spectrums, which is colors, different light colors, at different times in their life, okay? And that plays a very big part in what you're trying to do here, all right? Now, once you have figured out the lights and the spectrums and everything else you need, now you've got to get all the rest of your random equipment. You need your fans. You need propagation trays for cloning and popping seeds, you got to figure out if you're going to go in pots. If you're going to be a soil guy, you're going to need pots. If you're soilless and you want to go in perlite, cocoa, anything like that, uh, you're going to need pots. If you're going to go hydro, you're going to need to set up an irrigation system. You're going to need to figure out if you're going in rock wool, if you're growing out of clay pebbles, uh, lava rock. You've really got to figure out and dial in exactly what you want to do. All right, once you get to that point, you can start talking about nutrients. You're going to need a hygrometer. That's going to tell you your temperature and humidity. Guys, understand this, okay? Your cannabis plant thrives its best between 65, well, I'd say 66, 66 and 84 degrees. Anything after that is usually going to, before or after that, is usually going to slow progression and growth. And that's not what we want on the cannabis plant. We want to keep this thing growing the best as possible. It likes a good moderate temperature. It likes a higher humidity in the bed cycle, usually between 62 to 68% is usually what I keep it at. I let it go sometimes as low as 45 in the veg, just seeing you know, how everything reacts to it. And flower, yeah, this is very important. Too much moisture in, in your air, too much humidity, if you will, and flower will give you mold on your butts. You want to really keep that at 50% or below. Okay, that's the big thing. All right. So you're going to need uh, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, things of that nature. You're going to need an EC meter. This is going to check your PPMs, guys. No matter what nutrient brand you go with, they have feeding schedules. They're going to tell you what you need to feed and at what ratio to get you the best feed for your plant at its life cycle, uh, life cycle that it's at. Okay, that's, that's going to be the big difference. Uh, pH meter. Guys, cannabis is a fucking acidic plant. Excuse my language, but I'll call it what it is. It's a very fucking acidic plant. All right? Your pH on your hydroponics is usually going to run low as fuck. It's usually going to run... You're going to put it in the block usually at like 5.5. Five. And that sounds crazy as fuck, right? Like 5.5. Five. 
As it gets, you know, a little older, you might go 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I've seen people do it. You usually won't go above 5'8", okay? So it's a very fucking, it's a very acidic plant. So you need that pH meter. You got to make sure that if you, if you give it the wrong pH water, which means if your pH is too alkaline or acidic in your water, your roots are not able to take up the nutrients from it. Your roots, like, won't even absorb it. You're literally just putting water into a pot that's running right through some dirt and out the bottom. Your plants aren't getting anything from it. That's a big thing, okay? Now, once you have all this stuff, then you can start getting into how many plants you want to do. You want to try to fit in that area. And guys, one thing I figured out with cannabis is you can try to scrunch as many plants as you want in a small little area and always stay trying to tie stuff down and train it, manipulate it, yada, yada, yada. Or if you give your cannabis room some room to grow, it'll fill it in nicely and you won't have to do as much crazy shit. Give your cannabis plants room to grow. I usually give them about two and a half feet between them. I don't go three feet. I think that's a little overkill. I, I don't grow bushes. I grow trees. By the time I'm said and done, my plants usually fall between five and a half to six feet tall indoor. Okay? Now, I grow organically in super soil. That's just me. Indica or sativa. Now, what's the difference? It really doesn't fucking matter. It's all weed, right? Absolutely fucking not. And I yelled for a reason because some people just make me mad with their shit. Indicas are usually eight-week plants. Uh, that's going to be your couch lock. That's your, that's your body high. That's your, oh, shit, I don't want to do nothing. I want to sit on the couch and eat some ice cream, a cup of Tito. You know that? That's the indica. Sativa, that's that motherfucker like, damn, I got to go to work, man. Let me get high. All right? Now, I pretty much just help you guys define what your favorite is. Oh, sometimes I like both. They make hybrids for that shit. You're a hybrid motherfucker. We don't judge you. Don't worry. Hybrids are accepted. We love you. It's all good. Don't you fucking worry. <laughs> anyway, guys, listen. So now we're going to take our, 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 our moment and we're going to play number three on our top three tonight. And it's from a Detroit rapper named Bag Boy Mel. Right? Bag Boy Mel coming in with a song. And the name of the song is called Big Dog. It's one of the hottest songs coming out of Detroit. All right? Here we go, guys. Bag Boy Mel with Big Dog. On the top three and first steps, GDN Canna checking in live. Yeah, we really in the field, bitch, we cool, right? Yeah. If we catch one of you niggas, we gon' do 
something. I got the drop, nigga. Hurting on this block, nigga. Where the trend head, leave him stinking like a mop, nigga. Yeah, I'm on tip, nigga. Yeah, put a hundred in your whip, nigga. Yeah, I don't care about you bitch, niggas. Yeah, can't fuck with you snitch, niggas. Yeah, nigga, how you in the road if you niggas fall? Why you hang around that nigga if that nigga tall? I don't care about no bitch, all I love is pros. Five, six, seven, four, yeah, I love the bros. Gotta watch who I hang with, yeah. Yeah, and we're back, guys. It's your boy GDN Canna checking in live with you from the grow room. Okay, we're back. If you guys are just tuning in with us, we're talking about the first steps to growing cannabis. Okay, we went through about what you had to do on your plan. Now we're at mediums. Now, this is where you make a couple big decisions on how you're gonna grow. Okay, this is where everything kind of comes together for us. Let me light my blunt back up. Mediums. First of all, what's the difference in the mediums? Well, you have soil, you have hydro, and you have soilless. You have organic super soils. You have no-till. Right? Now, guys, I've specifically myself, I personally now deal in two and have dealt with three. Okay? Um, at work, which is a larger grow. And honestly, anything larger than a few hundred plants, this is going to be the way to go is hydroponics. If you're in a larger grow, you want a larger grow system, you want hydroponics. The reason being, your plants respond faster to it. They have a quicker growth. They usually have a solid yield, more potency. Uh, and it's a water plant as opposed to a dirt plant. Uh, and the reason I put it that way is because you can run into problems with, with soil. And when I say soil, I know you guys are thinking dirt. I call it soil. You can run into problems with soil that you'll never run into with hydroponics. All right? Obviously, soil, you know, decomposition brings some, some, some different things to the table that, 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 that hydroponically you won't have to deal with, all right? So anything large scale, you're going to want hydroponics, honestly. Anything a couple hundred plants or more, man, go hydroponics. You're going to thank yourself for it later. It is a larger investment, but you're going to thank yourself for it later. It's so much less like, like, like hassle and, 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 and time, all right? Now, smaller growths. Uh, soil, and I know everyone's, you know, thinking once again, dirt, I call it soil because it's not just dirt. <laughs> uh, it's going to be organic compost that is usually enriched with different things. Okay. Um, <laughs> most of the time you're going to find them already enriched. Sometimes you can find it with nothing in there and you add your own nutrients here, my favorite is organic, guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. At, at outside of my realm of the hydroponics that I do in the commercial part of the business, anything I do in my personal time and anything I prefer to do in my personal time usually has a lot to do with soil. 
and organic soil at that. The reason why I say organic soil, mm, you can get three bottles of nutrients online for $26 and some change, and it's going to grow you the best weed ever. All you got to do is measure it out right and pH it. Throw it in your water, and it'll work. It'll work. That shit's not real. That doesn't work like that. I'm just going to be 1,000 with you. That shit does not work like that. <laughs> so go organic. The reason being is the organic process is a slow feed process. Your plant's never going to take more than it needs at a time. Okay? Um, and that, that helps out a lot. Plus, the organic feeding process is easy. You don't have to mix no bottles. That's, that's what I love about it, guys. I do organic soil in my pots, in my bedroom. I usually take them from root riot cubes. I plant seeds or, you know, if I cut clones, I put them right in the root riot cubes. I put them in the propagation tray. They sit in the propagation tray till they get about the height I want. Then everything goes to solo cups. That's right, red solo cups. Like you get at fucking Walmart. Cut slits in them for drainage. Cut little triangles in the corners for drainage. And you can grow shit in there. That is crazy as hell, right? Then I take them from there. To one gallons, from one gallons to four gallons, and from four gallons to ten gallons. By the time they're in ten gallons, they're in what's called an organic living super soil that I have that I have mixed that is designed to take that thing through flower with the rest of the nitrogen it will need, deplete the rest of the nitrogen in the plant before it gets to its maturity so that I can harvest it. While using all the rest of the nutrients in there that it needs, the phosphorus, the potassium, the, 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 the micronutrients, your copper, your iron, your, uh, your, your, your calcium, your magnesium, all these things. While using all this shit to make the buds that we smoke. Okay? So that's the difference. Now, here's the kicker. A lot of what happens with your cannabis is going to be your water quality. Now, don't use tap water out of your faucet for cannabis. And if you have, you should flick yourself in the forehead Punch yourself in the face, go say Hail Mary a thousand times, and then come back and fucking see me. Oh, sorry, I get excited, guys. No, the difference is, guys, anything that you get out of the tap is chlorinated. It's from city water. It's got to be chlorinated. It's got to be chlorinated. They don't know what the fuck's running through there. Got to be chlorinated. Right? Even if it's coming through a wastewater treatment facility, it goes through a filter, and then it's chlorinated. Chlorine kills beneficial microorganisms that live in your soil that help cannabis grow. If you're running an organic soil, you're not, you're not, you're not amending and supplementing your nutrients. These are already living in there. You're just creating the, 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 the bacterial life to help your nutri- to help your roots grow and get the nutrients from these microbial life. If you're in organic soil, that's the difference. You don't feed a plant. You feed the soil. You don't feed a hydroponic plant. You feed the fucking rock wool. That's the difference, guys. Okay. And make sure your water's coming from a sustainable source. Don't go to fucking Dollar General and buy the $1 gallons. And it's got to be reverse osmosis, guys. You can get purified. It will work. Don't get me wrong. Don't get spring. That's crazy as fuck. Don't fucking do it. Get purified reverse osmosis water. That is the best water for cannabis. And it usually comes at right about the pH that you want your cannabis in soil anyway. Now, if you're running hydroponics, there's no other way. You have to have either distilled or... Reverse osmosis water. Well, obviously, a distillation machine is way the fuck more expensive than a fucking reverse osmosis machine. So go out and buy a goddamn reverse osmosis machine. Get a sustainable source for your water. All right? That's a big fucking thing. You want to make sure you're able to do that. Now, guys. Back to the top three. 
we're going to take the next one. The next one is a personal favorite of mine. Everybody knows that I am up here in Lansing, Michigan, the capital of Michigan, and we have only the best music coming out of Detroit. The next artist, it goes by the name of Cash Kid, and he's out of Detroit. I'm looking for a specific song from Cash Kid. It's called Frank. Now, guys, listen to these fucking songs. <laughs> That's an advertisement. We're not going to play the fucking advertisements, though. We don't believe in advertisements here at the fucking Grove Room. We ain't really on the advertisement game, guys. Alright?
what i'm talking about guys bringing it back into the grow room one more time one more time we're gonna do our last closing segment then we're gonna listen to number one on the top three yeah all right guys so the last thing you're gonna need in your plan is genetics 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 i can't stress this enough guys i'm gonna explain the severity to you genetics are a big play because it doesn't matter if you're getting seeds it doesn't matter if you're getting uh uh, uh um uh, uh, clones, it doesn't matter whatever the situation is, guys, more than likely you're going to want to know the situation on the, on the genetics. You're going to want to know, you don't want unstable genetics that are going to pop bananas or, or, or pollen sacs on you and pollinate your plant and give you a crop full of seeds and shit. You don't want that. If you find seeds in a bag, guys, that's what happened. That's not good genetics. You want to try to stay away from that. You want to try to stay away from that. There are people out there that breed genetics. And there's a way to breed genetics to where the seeds are all female. That's what you want as a grower. It doesn't matter if you're going for auto flowers that do everything on their fucking own and you don't have to do shit with them, but you don't get as much yield or a goddamn photo period where you pretty much play God. It does not fucking matter, guys. You want those genetics to be solid. If they're seeds, you want to know what kind. Is it a fucking indica? Is it a sativa? What's the cross? What's the potency expectancy? What's the life cycle? Is it an eight-week strain? Is it a 10-week strain? You want to know these things. Clones, guys. Let me explain the benefits. I love clones. I run clones myself. I just told you that. I clone off myself and run them back perpetually in my grow. That way, I always keep my strains around. I literally always have the same strains that I can run at any time. And guys, I've got good ones. We're talking thin mint cookies. We've got Runts, we've got Blackberry Dream, we've got Ice Cream Cake number 5, we've got my own, Raveo G, I've literally crossed and bred that and crossed that and made that myself, I'll never give you the fucking recipe, but I made that one myself, we've got, we've got Alien Banana Candy, we've got Han Solo Burger, we've got Monkey Cookies, which is Monkey Paw Crossed with GMO Cookies. I've got Ethos GG4. I've got Ethos Purple Fucking Magic, guys. I've got Lemon Dosi. I've got Skywalker OG. I've got Jascotti. I mean, guys, I have some strains. Some real powerhouses. I mean, we've got runts. I mean, we've got all kinds of shit, guys. I've got the most exotic strains right now. That I keep perpetually running. What that means is whenever I run across another strain that I like... I can keep that strain around as well. I can clone off of it. Now, let me explain the benefits. You can keep that clone. You can keep that strain around forever. If you clone off of it before you put it in, 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 in flower or within the first week of flower, you can keep that same genetic and that same potency going for as long as you want. That's a beautiful thing. But they do grow a little slower. And they require a little bit more care. You really have to know what you're doing with these things. Okay, guys? That's why I, I, I say the education is the, is the key. Okay? When that brings me to the last thing you need in your plan, you need to plan your education. Learn before you start, guys. Don't start trying to grow cannabis and try to learn as you go. You're going to lose thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And then understand that it's really only a couple of hundred dollar investment if you really know what the fuck you're doing. You really only got to invest a couple of hundred dollars at a time here and there, here and there. Start with one plant and know what you're doing and build your way up to a few hundred guys. Rome wasn't built in a day. Learn before you start. There's different training techniques. 
There's different trellis netting techniques and tying down. There's, you know, you got to have proper drainage, things like that. You got to have proper watering techniques. You got to have proper canopy, lollipopping techniques and canopy height techniques. You got to make sure everything's spread apart so everything's getting light. These are the things that you have to do, guys. All right? So now, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, guys, because now we are getting to number one on our top three. Now, guys, I got to say, this is a personal friend of mine. Personal friend of mine, all right, that I've literally known for many, many moons. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number one, here is from B&E Records, Juvie G, a.k.a. B&E, Jay Nola, with Hot Boy. Let me get this thing playing. Juvie G, I see you. You out here doing big things with your music now. I'm going to go ahead and you got the number one spot. You pulled number one, bro. I got to get to the song where you sent it to me. You got all this crazy stuff on there. Uh-oh, here we go. Juvie G with Hot Boy. Coming in live at number one on the top three. GDN Canna, The Grow Room. Tell him, Juvie G, number one. from B&E Records out of Atlanta, Georgia, coming in at number one on the top three and your first steps to your cultivation plan. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen, that's it for tonight from the Grow Room. Happy growing. This is GDN Canna signing off. <laughs>